This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Elizabeth, Mikey H, Armando M, and Monica M. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on the 96th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss two newer release films, The Lodgers and Unsane. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Lodgers is currently streaming on Netflix, and Unsane is up on Prime Video, a.k.a. Amazon Prime, a.k.a. Amazon. <laughs> I don't like how Prime. they have 5,000 names. Just I thought it was just Prime Video. It is, I don't know. It Every- is now, but it wasn't always Prime Video. Gotcha. Anyway. <laughs> But before we jump into these films, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Anna and the Apocalypse with a November 30th release date? Maybe? Is it a U- Maybe. Is it a UK date or a US date? We don't know. I, I tried to find it and it was like UK release, but then like there's also been trailers here, so I'm very confused, but... November 30th-ish. It's definitely a holidays movie, a holiday release. Interesting. Um, I'm just going to... Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. I was just going to look and see if this Do it. See if you can find anything. Thing, uh, United States, November 30th, a limited release. Okay. Um, it was also... Uh, it's also going to be playing at Fantastic Fest on the 22nd. And then the, uh, the UK release is already happened. It was June... 29th at the Edinburgh International Film Festival. Cool. Well, IMDb is a dirty liar then because that's where it says UK release. looking on IMDb. Oh, well, I swear to God when I pulled these notes last week. No, they both. That's what it said. No, it's November 30th for both the UK and here. But I was reading uh, one of the festivals it was playing at earlier. Ah, Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm just trying to confuse you, really. I was like, IMDb, dirty whore. (laughs) Anyway, this film was directed by John McPale, uh, who may be known, you may know from Where Do We Go From Here. It's written by Alan McDonald, who you might know from One Night in Sutherland Hill, or Ryan McHenry, Zombie Musical. Yeah, they're two different writers. Sorry. <laughs> what? Alan, Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry. Oh my God. So. <laughs> we really need to work on your notes skills. We just started letting Carly do the notes. She's it makes earned sense her keep. To me. We've been doing this for two years. <laughs> She's earned her keep. But her so Ryan McHenry but her usages, did co- usages of commas is confusing me. <laughs> okay, does this help? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you guys, I know all of this information. Don't think I'm reading it. Alan McDonald, you might remember from One Night in Sutherland Hill, and Ryan McHenry, who's also a writer and a different person than Alan McDonald, who you might know from Zombie Musical. (laughs) And not a movie. Which is a short film. Yeah. Cool. I'm assuming that's how they got the idea for this. Maybe. Uh, The IMDb summary is, a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. Longest IMDb summary. And somehow I didn't mess it up. I don't know. (laughs) That never happens. (laughs) You nailed it. I took my time, you know? I I mean, you nailed it. I didn't try to rush through it. You know, two years, girl, you know? I, I finally got it down. 
Cheers to you. I'm going to drink some of my fancy rosé. I finally know how to rose. read out loud after two years of podcasting. <laughs> That's it. The show's over. Hope you liked it, folks. <laughs> We're out. Last episode. <laughs> was that the Bye. mic drop? Is that what that sound was? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's exactly I was what that was. I just checking because I heard poof and I wasn't sure what that meant. It was a mic drop, but I not a real one because my mic is on an arm. Also, it hovering in kind front of, of my expensive. face. Please don't drop it. <laughs> I would never. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. What are we talking about? This zombie musical movie, Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay, so you, I know you, you don't like. Yes, I did because I heard about it. Um, I went to go get pie with one of my friends last week, <laughs> and because <laughs> that's who I am. Uh, <laughs> I went to go get pie with one of my friends last week. <laughs> the makings of a great story. Shout out to my friend Jay, even though I don't think he listens to us, but he says that he will. Um, <laughs> I don't have any knows? friends that listen to me either. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't. But he he was like, oh, have you heard about this trailer? He was like, it's like they say it's a cross between La La Land and Shaun of the Dead. I don't remember what it's called. And I was like, no, I've never heard of that, but it sounds crazy. And then I watched the trailer and it doesn't really show much. So I'm not really sure what to think about it. But I thought it would be interesting to do because I know you don't like zombie movies, but I know that you do like musicals also. Well, it's so funny you I say thought that. it'd be fun and to... I- I, it's funny you say that because I don't dislike zombie movies. I dislike new zombie movies. I love well, this old is, zombie this would movies. be that. Um, Fair. Okay, I like musicals. You like musicals. Yeah. We both like horror stuffs. Yeah. This should be something we like. How are we feeling about this? I'm feeling curious about it. I don't. I'm feeling that it's definitely a zombie comedy, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious about it, to be honest. It, I think it really depends um, on the writing of the music and what this means, I guess. Like, I don't know. The trailer says Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. I yes. got very little of either other than Same. the whole zombie thing. <laughs> Correct. If anything, it reminded me more of Zombieland. <laughs> I don't know why, but it did. And definitely nothing think... La La Land whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it didn't remind me at all of La La Land. Maybe that's the music it's just it's part. A musical. Maybe they're just saying, Let's just yeah, pick a they could have been like, it's like Shaun of the Dead meets Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> meets Rogers and Hammerstein's Sound of Music. <laughs> Minus the Nazis. Could you imagine? Or who knows? Maybe there are. <laughs> Is there? I don't know. In a modern day. Zombie Nazis. Does it take place in America? I'm just saying. Oh. I think it's in the UK. I think it, I know. It's a, I, uh, that was just my attempt at humor. Um, oh, gotcha. Um, I don't think that I'm interested in this movie. I'm <laughs> not surprised about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Why is that, Snotty Pants? Well, because it doesn't. There's nothing in the trailer that really makes this movie stand out. Um, it, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I watched this trailer a couple times and I don't really remember anything per, in particular except for that it said that it was like Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. There are a couple scenes where Anna is dancing that I found wonderful. There were, there, <laughs> I like dancing. There was a scene, I do like dancing. Uh, I, there was a scene where someone took a bowling ball in each hand and then smashed a zombie's head yes. with it. That was pretty now cool. That you're, I do remember that. I, I cared um, about none of it, none of the other things. But those two things were cool. I would totally watch this movie. I don't know if I'd go to a theater to see it, but I'd absolutely watch this while I was like doing laundry or something. I concur. It is a laundry washing movie. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they've, it's got like the hits and it's like really good. It's got the I don't hits. foresee that happening. You like, mean like it has hits? good music? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're very picky about your musical music. I am. All right. It needs, it needs to be good. Well, you didn't even like, what was that musical that came out last year about the, the circus? You didn't like. Oh, Greatest Showman? Yeah, you didn't like that because of the music. You said you didn't like the music. There are like three really strong songs. There are some good songs in that musical. 
I'll agree. Um, I cried. I mean, I had fun seeing it. I totally cried at every musical ever. (laughs) I had a lot of fun seeing it. Um, I think I told you this, but when I went to go see it, there was like a mom and her daughter sitting next to me and they were like singing all the songs and like doing all the dancing. And it was the cutest thing I've ever been a part of, but not been a part of because I was sitting next to them. But I was I felt like I was a part of it (laughs) and I couldn't stop smiling for the like two and a half hours because that movie's so long. Yeah, Um, And Zac Efron was awesome. So maybe if Zac Efron shows up in this movie, it'll be really good. I I don't know. I I feel like it would have been more accurate if it was like high school musical, but with zombies. Oh my God. Yes. I think you're right. And bowling smashing. You know, what's kind of funny is um, when I was in high school, I was in a musical called Zombie Prom. Hell yeah. And I was the choreographer of the musical because I used to be a badass dancer. And... It was a really fun musical. I really enjoyed that. Do we have any video recordings oh, of you know, I, Amy the choreographer? I'm sure it exists somewhere. Do you want to hear a funny story about real yes. quick about me being a choreographer? Because it's, I mean, if you know me or you ever listen to the podcast, you would know that this is hilarious. So I was, um, oh my God, my cat is pooping again. I, I always record when she, she her bowel movements are timed by my recording apparently. Um, yeah. Okay. God damn it, Haley. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, so I was teaching a dance to some people. We were on stage, and my back was facing where the audience would have been, but it was you know there was no audience there. Obviously, we were just practicing. And I went to step back. I didn't realize how close to the edge of the stage I was. And I fell off the stage backwards and hit my head on the piano. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was a lot smarter before then. Oh, no. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I did have a concussion, but I was okay. I also had a... uh, big old bump on the back of my head for a while about the size of an egg um but i'm i'm yep. okay now uh she made it, it was she only made it through the most embarrassing moment of my life i came to and there was just a billion people you know how like in movies like someone like faints and then they like wake up and it's fuzzy and there's like a bunch of people standing over them like are you okay yeah well that's exactly what happened to me <laughs> It's very accurate to real life. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. I woke up, it was fuzzy, and a bunch of people were really worried about me. That's so funny, but because you're okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how good of a choreographer I was. Nailed it. I was actually a very good choreographer. I just, uh, that moment wasn't my strongest. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Did we even talk about this musical? Yes, we did. Yeah, we basically decided it's a laundry watching movie. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Laundry watching movie. That's the category that we put this movie in. Yeah. Okay, let's move on then. What movie are we talking about first today? We are talking about 2017's, but it came out in 2018, I think, The Lodgers, directed by Brian O'Malley, who uh, you might know from Let Us Pray, and written by David Turpin. And this is his first screenplay. Surprise. Um, oh, we have another really long summary. So let's see if I'm as graceful as Amy. Usually. I'm not. You're way more graceful than me. Oh, this is like the weirdest one. Okay. <laughs> 1920, rural Ireland. Anglo-Irish twins, Rachel and Edward, share a strange existence in their crumbling family estate. Each night, the property becomes the domain of a sinister presence, the Lodgers, which enforces three rules upon the twins. They must be in bed by midnight. They may not permit an outsider past the threshold. If one attempts to escape, the life of the other is placed in jeopardy. When troubled war veteran Sean returns to the nearby village, he is immediately drawn to the mysterious Rachel, who in turn begins to break the rules set out by the lodgers. The consequences pull Rachel into a deadly confrontation with her brother and with the curse that haunts them. Wow. Just one up B, Carly. You know, I had a good <laughs> moment reading that summary and you just had to like take it to another level. I mean, that it's was... It's because it started 1920, that, rural Ireland. <laughs> that was really 
something. Like, I am so proud of you. I think you're amazing. I think we should start, I think we should, you know, ditch this podcast, start a new podcast where we just mm-hmm. read IMDb summaries the entire time. I'm in. Okay. Sign me up. Cool. Uh, no. Uh, okay. This movie. Okay. For our first, both of our first watching of this film. Yes. I will not watch it again. Ever. No. No. I like Brian O'Malley a lot. And I think actually the directing of this film is really good. There's some really amazing shots here. The writing is atrocious. Yeah. That's why I said surprise. Yeah. Um, it, it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. Absolutely it beautiful. Looked, it looked like something that I'd, I feel like I should be interested in. Um, you know why? Because it looks Why? like someone's been watching a lot of Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Some Crimson Peak. Yes, that's probably why. Yeah, it definitely. And you have the weird brother-sister. Yes. Trying to be incestual relationship. Yes. Just watch Crimson Peak. We also have, uh, I kept on looking at Sean being like, why does he look so familiar? It's because he's a fucking Lannister. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he's like the one with the, he's like the one that went to the weird religious thing. He's got like the emblem on his forehead with the shaved head. That guy. Yeah. Um, A very kind of boring character, I thought. All the characters are boring. Yeah. I didn't care about any of them. The brother was obnoxious. He was the worst. And super creepy. So, I mean, I guess maybe he did his job, but I hated it. Um, which is good. Edward was creepy from the very moment he first appeared on screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super creepy. But there's nothing scary about this movie. <laughs> no. I was waiting. I was like, maybe this gets good. Yeah. It does. Because it's so slow. So I was like, maybe it's just really slow. And then it just punches you in the face. But we'd never get there. You know, it's, fact, it's funny because I wrote in my notes, like, Luke would hate this. Like, Luke from Modern Horrors would absolutely hate this because he does not like period horror films. Oh, 100%. Like, he hates it. He likes, he hates any film that takes place before 1980. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it's a long shot. <laughs> if there's no electricity, he wants no part of it. <laughs> No candle lighting in no, my movies. There can be no candles. <laughs> Only electric Petticoats, candles. I'm out. Only battery-powered candles are allowed in my movie. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter because he's right because this movie is horrible. It, no, it's 100%. Really um, but I will... Okay, so you know what's funny is uh, just to stick on the Guillermo del Toro thing for a minute, it really is like... Uh, taking Crimson Peak and Shape of Water and kind of meshing them together, which is funny because Shape of Water and this movie came out at like the same time. So obviously they didn't steal from Shape of Water, but there's that scene at the end with Rachel and Sean and they're like floating in nothingness and water. And it yeah. looks so much like the Shape of Water, doesn't it? When they're, yeah. Yeah, there's I like mean, the a end. scene. There's like a shot of just them and water and nothingness. And they're just like. And when her shoe falls and it's basically other, the poster of the movie. It really looks oh so much like the shape of water. <laughs> Only the shape of water was good. I know, but I'm just saying like it's funny because you want to say, well, they obviously stole that from the shape of water, but they came out at the same time. So that's not yeah. a thing. That's real. Um, it's, um. So here's the main plot. We got Rachel, who is a free spirit. She's kind of like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> she likes to read. She loves to read. She dreams of a bigger, better life. Yeah. But she can't leave because she's stuck no. with her shitty twin brother that won't leave her- the house. Yeah. Who's creepy AF and just wants to do her. So... Most most of this film, you don't know why they can't leave the house. You don't know why these rules are so important. And you're like, okay, well, I'm ready to find out. And you don't find out until towards the end. And when you find out, it's like the most underwhelming thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they can't leave the house because in their family, there's always twins and the twins always consummate. And the twins always have more twins, and then they're stuck in this hell 
life of die drowning and then their kids do the same thing it doesn't even make sense what are they being punished for are they being punished because for for generations and generations their family has been doing this like i don't really understand they don't they don't give you backstory they're just like this is the way it is it's like but it's not interesting enough for it just to be that way. Like, I need more information. <laughs> you fucked well, especially because, like, during the day, and I guess, like, they try to say that with, like, the brother not wanting to leave the house because he's so traumatized. Fuck that. I'm knocking my brother out and dragging him out of the house. Yeah. Or just Goodbye. fucking leave him. Peace out, Goodbye, bro. Lodgers. He sucks anyway. He does suck. Um, oh, no. Yes. He might die. Okay, bye. Not my problem. <laughs> I'm breaking this chain. We're 18. We have to do it. No, we don't. Okay, bye. Nope. So stupid. Later. It just It's just not a strong enough plot line. Like, you need to have more than that, or else it's just no one gives a shit. And there were so many other weird things about this movie. There were weird. The The villager thing was really weird with that, like, they beat the shit out of Shand because he went to war. I think there's just, like, a history lesson in there that I never learned. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Irish and the British had a war or something and maybe they thought he was fighting on the wrong side is what I'm assuming. Sure. But in the like it really doesn't do anything for the plot. It makes no difference. It makes no sense. And there's the weird rapey part in the woods where like the dudes all circle the two chicks and then they run away and then that's it. Yeah, no purpose of that either. Yeah, there's just so much nonsense that happens in this movie that doesn't uh, lend itself to anything. Yeah, in just particular. like open-ended B, B and C storylines that don't go anywhere and don't need to exist. It doesn't b- yeah. bring us on any kind of journey. Um, it's totally like a miss, an unfortunate miss, because I really think, like I said, there's some really beautiful cinematography here. Um, I yeah, I agree. I I think that the the script is not great, but I think that the directing is great. So I'm not out on Brian O'Malley. I think he's good. I really like Let Us Pray, and um, I think he did a good job with the script that he was given. I don't. I wish maybe he had more of a hand in <laughs> writing the script. Maybe um, it just didn't work out too good. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Can I say my one trivia fact that I found very important? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please do. The bird in the film was a jackdaw called Morgan, but his character name was Mr. Montague. How do you even know that? Like what? (laughs) Someone took time (laughs) to find out that information and then post it as trivia for for the film. I mean, I cheers to them. Thank you. Good, sir or lady. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. I like I like how this other trivia is. The idea came when David Turpin used to imagine ghosts taking over his house at night when he went to bed. You know who else thinks about that? Literally oh. everyone else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so creative. Sorry. That's really mean. I'm a- I I just like that's not enough of a plot. Like you need more to it. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. 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 You know what, Haley? Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Bye, Haley. She decided that she was gonna start scratching on a scratch post right next to the microphone when I <laughs> was talking. She's really being a bitch today. She's really being a bitch. Okay. God. All right, this is a good episode. Let's move on. Our next film that we are going to be discussing is Unsane from 2018. That's this year. Woohoo! It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh, uh, who you might remember as director of Magic Mike, Contagion, Traffic, Aaron Brockovich, and Ocean's Eleven and Twelve. Yeah, it's written by Jonathan Bernstein and James Greer who you may remember as writers from Max Keeble's <laughs> Big Move, yeah, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, mm-hmm. and The Spy Next Door. The classic film, Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. 
They uh, they also wrote the story for Just My Luck, the Lindsay Lohan movie. Oh, my God. The IMDb summary is a young woman is in- involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? So, I really liked this one. It almost lost me like three times, but reeled me back in. And that's really difficult to do. The end was solid. The end was solid. And I I really thought it was going to fucking suck. Like, I was... I If you asked me in the middle of the film, is this movie going to have a good ending? I would say absolutely not. There's no way. I was so I, surprised that the ending was so solid. The end was solid. I like Jay Farrow. Acting was great. I hated the beginning. I hated... I didn't hate, like, the movie as itself, but, like... I hated Claire Foy's character so much that I, like, could not give two shits about what happened to her through the whole movie. Really? And so that's kind of where it hindered me um, because I really, like, I couldn't connect with her. I didn't feel anything for her. Like, I was just over it. And I was like, whatever. Like, I don't even care if she's crazy or if she's not crazy. She belongs in that place. It's fine. No, she doesn't. Um... (laughs) I mean, she almost stabbed someone in the throat at the end of the movie. She kind of did belong there. Um, and Juno Temple's character was really weird. I usually like her, but I thought that their choice for her character was really bizarre. Um, I think Jay Farrow's character was like the only one that I really liked. He did great. I was not yeah. expecting that. Yeah, he was so good. Because he, all I know is his, his like his caricatures or his Saturday characters. Night Live. Yeah, and it's like I don't care about him on Saturday Night Live. I think he's much better as, as an actor as he, he is as a comedian. So good. And like I couldn't put my finger on like I was like where do I know? Like I had to look him up because I was like I know who he is, but I can't put like where have I seen him before? Because he's just so goofy elsewhere, and he was like so good. I was so impressed. I think he did great. I think he should do more dramatic roles. I think he's Same. good at it. Um, I mean, and I liked that twist I see where he was like a reporter. I see what you're saying with our main character and Sawyer and her personality because she's not a super lovable character. Um, she's not supposed to be though, and I like yeah. that she's not. Um, I still cared about what happened to her, uh, because I cared about the shit that was happening in the hospital. Do you know what I mean? Like, I maybe Mm -hmm. didn't care specifically about her, but I cared about the cause. So the fact that they tricked her into signing this paper that basically committed her and then they kept holding her against her will. um, That was I mean, I don't care if I like you or not. That shit shouldn't happen to anybody like that's fucked up. So I think how I felt with felt about her specifically was kind of irrelevant. And I think they modeled the story good enough that that was okay. Um, there was still other characters I cared about. I cared about her mom. I felt bad f- badly for her mom. Same. Um, and I cared about what, what was being exposed to the public. Um, Jay Farrow, for as long as he lasted, he helped push it along. Um mm-hmm. So it worked for me, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like I, her character is not super lovable and you don't quite understand. Is she crazy? Is she not crazy? Is she delusional? Is this really happening to her? And the answer is yes to all of it. (laughs) She's crazy and delusional and it's happening to her. You know, just because you're paranoid don't mean they're not after you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're everywhere. It's like Nirvana, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But seriously, I love that. When do you see that happening? Never. The twist is always, are they crazy? Aren't they crazy? Are they crazy? Aren't they crazy? The twist here is, yeah, she's crazy, but doesn't mean that she's still not getting fucked with. (laughs) Yeah. Which is fucking brilliant. It really is very smart. I think it's a very smart film. I was surprised by it. And uh, I really thought I knew what to expect here. And I was I was unpleasantly I was pleasantly incorrect. I felt like I didn't necessarily believe it, though, 
because she, I mean, they start with like the character building of like, she's kind of a bitch and a hard ass. Yeah. But like, she's also really thorough and good at her job, which is like being very observant about numbers or like, you know, things in general that she like has to go over. And like, it just doesn't, I don't believe that she wouldn't have read any of that, like what she was signing. Well, I liked how they called attention to it where she was like, do I really need to read through all this? It was multiple pages. And I mean, this type of thing could easily happen where they purposefully make it really dense so no one wants to go through all of it. And she had a she she even stated in her therapy session that she really thought this woman was a good listener. She really liked her. She was a good therapist. Um, so she trusted her. There was an element of trust there. She just poured her heart and soul out talking to this woman. And so, I mean, there's a level of trust that people have with their therapists. You don't think not to trust them ever. So if she has that element of trust there and the woman says it's just a standard whatever, you know, I could see many people not doing this. I could see me not doing this. Um, I also don't necessarily, she is such an impatient person, though. I don't believe she would have sat and waited in the waiting room. She didn't wait I think she would have been like, here, take this. Like, I'm, I need to go to work. I disagree. I think that's fine. She Mm. obviously was footless, but like someone came pretty quickly. It's not like she was there for an hour, in which case I would agree with you. There's no way she's waiting. But like, it was like, what, five minutes or something is how I felt. Oh, I felt like it was a little longer than that, but maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, it just didn't connect. There were like those things were just weird, but I don't know. I think I there's also an element. Like, I think there, I th- and I think the broader sense of this film and it is, is important because it's like, you know, we tr- put our trust into the medical field. We put our trust in our doctors. We put our trust in our therapists. Um, and, and you know, it's not always what it seems. It's still a business, especially in America. It's a business. Um, I really think it has a great message. And A, read everything. B, don't trust anyone um, without really trusting them. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just give someone your trust, like let them earn it. And it's I think a very important message, especially in this day and age. There's a lot of shit going on with the medical field, especially here in the States. And uh, our medical system's not great. It's not going well. It's a business. They treat it like a business. They make money when we're sick. They make money when when we're pouring money into their pockets for our illnesses. So I'm sorry, I'm getting very emotional. But seriously, I really no, think that. No, it's true. And it's... Um, yeah. I love I love that that's a tone of the film because like I said it's something that I feel strongly about and I'm sure a lot of Americans feel strongly about. We've all we all have stories, right, of getting fucked over by physicians. Yep. I think we all have that story because it happens every day. It happens all the time. And uh I think that's why I was saying this message is strong enough that like I don't need to like my character. I care enough about what happens because of what's happening i guess i didn't explain that well but you know what i mean (laughs) um yeah i do (laughs) you speak amy you understand what i'm saying (laughs) um yeah the i wasn't surprised to learn that it was shot on an iphone 7 because once i like the first 10 minutes of the movie i was like this movie looks like shit but um it I got over it like it didn't it wasn't something that stuck with me. I thought the angles were really smart. Um, It makes me wonder how it looked because this movie was in theaters for a short amount of time, um, like on a big screen because it was a little bit pixelated on my TV. So I can only imagine it really huge. Um, But yeah, that's kind of cool. I'll be honest. I didn't really notice anything. And I was surprised when I found out it was on iPhone 7 iPhone 7 but I don't uh I don't always really pay a lot of attention to that unless it's drastic so I didn't notice any pixelation um on my tv um I mean it doesn't look 
spectacular. It doesn't look like digital, you know, but it doesn't look bad. No, and it kind of sets the tone for the film because it's kind of just a rough. Yeah, I mean, they're the whole all they kind of have. Rough. Their only outside means of communication is a phone, so like it's it lends itself to the story for sure. Yeah, I I don't know. I really thought it was very smart. I think they took like a nor like a film that's been made a million times with all these tropes involved and really just fucking changed course. Impressed, super impressed. I liked the David thing. Um, I thought the George Shaw, David Steen, Stein, whatever his name is. I thought that that was really clever. I loved how you're like it could he her stalker couldn't have possibly gone and found her in a completely different state on the other side of the country, and he couldn't have possibly posed as this other man with this other name because they do all these thorough background checks for all the medical professionals in the hospital and she's obviously crazy and I love that because it is possible and he did do it (laughs) yep he's fucking nuts and apparently really smart because he forged her paperwork and cut off the security cameras in the cell that he was keeping her in yeah totally creepy Dude's cray. Super cray. And I love how, like, when you finally figure out that it's real, I love the, I think, I think the moment I finally came to terms with the fact that he really was the stalker was when he came to the mom's hotel room because she wasn't in that scene. She wasn't involved at all. So the fact that Sawyer wasn't in that scene showed me, yeah, that's definitely the stalker. (laughs) When did you realize it i mean i guess it was that or i kind of had like i don't know i kind of felt like he was like legit um but then i guess you're not really technically supposed to know because she thinks that the guy she's like gone on a date with she like sees him um did the hotel thing happen after he drug or before he drugged her yeah okay yeah so around the same time probably okay um, One of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he drugged her, that's obviously a fuck yeah. up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just really thought it was, I was impressed. Seriously impressed. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Um, I don't know. I wasn't expect. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. It's not, it's not perfect. Um, it's not a f- five star film. I don't even know if it's a four star film. It's definitely at least a three and a half though. And that's enough for me to recommend it. No, it's definitely worth a watch, I think. Hopefully you've watched it because we've spoiled the shit out of it. I would totally watch it again. Also, there's like a misery scene, which I really love with an ankle and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. (laughs) I was like, that's rough. Yes, I love love misery and I love it when movies use things for misery. (laughs) So that's, it's brutal. All about the misery. Oh my God. So good. Why isn't that movie streaming? Oh, man. I think it was. Really? Yeah, I rewatched it recently. Hmm. Maybe last year. Not, like, super recently. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other trivia for this film? Uh. Ooh, it was filmed in New York. Pomona, New York. Yeah. I know where that is. At, like, a At hospital a that hospital had just that closed. hospital that was recently closed. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, if you're curious, they filmed uh, on a seven iPhone 7 Plus camera in 4K, and they used the Film IC Pro app. And it was filmed in just 10 days, which I think helps lend to... I mean, that's really impressive to me. Yeah. That's super impressive. I mean, this doesn't that make you feel like anyone could make a movie? <laughs> You know, like who can't take two weeks off of work and download an app? Well, they did have like a one point three million dollar I mean, budget. I'm not so that saying helps. that, but like <laughs> obviously, no one's going to make a film of this caliber with no money. But I'm saying if, it's possible. I just hit my nose on the microphone. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> it's possible to make a fucking full length feature with two weeks off of work, a shoestring budget. And an iPhone. Like, that's insane. 
It's insane. It's crazy. I love That's it. Awesome. I love Make how movies. technology is making it easier for people to be creative. Same. Not that Steven Soderbergh really needed to do that. I don't know why. I wonder why he, they chose that. I mean, it must have been because they thought it lent itself to the story. It couldn't possibly have been a money thing. No. Maybe he was just like, I challenge myself to make a movie with as little budget as possible. I've already made Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. So. I'm pretty successful. I'm pretty successful. Let's see if I could challenge myself. All of my movies were popular. <laughs> I like this voice that we're giving him. <laughs> I'm Steven Soderbergh. All my, la, la, all la, my la. films are popular. <laughs> I'm going to use an iPhone. I'll make a movie for a million bucks. I'll show you. I'll pocket that million. <laughs> Sorry. I've worked with Denzel. <laughs> I met the real Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> she put her boobs in my face. It was great. <laughs> I asked her if I could motorboat her, and she said no. <laughs> Bummer. sorry sir i'm sure you're lovely he will never (laughs) listen to this do not worry okay agreed oh my god are we done are we done talking about this one let's move on yeah yes we are moving so quickly today we are so we our last few have been really long so that's true we have gone over quite a bit uh okay so what's our final segment this week Amy and Carly answer ask Reddit questions about ghosts. Exclamation point. It's like a ghost wrote that just as you were reading it. That was so crazy. (laughs) I forgot to write ghosts in there, so I wrote it. Never mind. Uh, So our first question is from that guy, Philip, who asks, you are allowed to travel back in time as a spectating ghost for a day. You cannot change history, only observe it. Where will you go? Oh. Hmm. I want to say, I kind of feel like it needs to be like a concert or something. And I kind of want to say like David Bowie, height of everything, backstage, watching it, checking it all out. I have a weird one, and it's, I don't know why, but it's, like, the first thing that, like, came to my mind. Okay, what? I would totally want to be a ghost on the day that the Titanic took sail, like, set sail. That it set sail, not not when it sunk? Well, I don't know. That's a little brutal. Too depressing? Yeah. (laughs) But I want to see, like, I'd love to see it in real life. Wouldn't that be more depressing to watch it leave, like, all these happy people on their way to their deaths? I don't want to get too like into it. I'm more into the boat. (laughs) That's why I said it's going to be weird, but it's literally the first thing that jumped into my brain. I'm going to stick with David Bowie. I think mine's a better choice. I don't know if there's, yeah. All right. I don't know. I still can't think of anything else. That's it. That's all that came to my brain. (laughs) It's fine. I love Titanic. (laughs) All right. Our next question is from local Bogans who asks, would you camp completely alone in a cemetery overnight for $5,000? What yes. are your reasons for your decision? Cemeteries are awesome. I watch movies in them quite frequently. And 5000 bucks. I would yeah. totally do it. I'm in. Anytime. Give me the dollars. I, yeah, I mean, it would need to be for money, though. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not uncomfortable in a cemetery. I don't find cemeteries creepy unless they're really old, specifically creepy cemeteries. I think most cemeteries are actually pretty beautiful. They're gorgeous. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of cemetery we're talking about. But I think majority, yeah, it'd be like camping in a park or something. You know, it yeah, just happens to I'm be in. dead people. But I'm okay with that. What's going to happen? You know, nothing. The I, the only thing I would be scared of doing that is that like, uh, like the night shift cemetery guy gets mad at me or something. Oh yeah, that would be a little creepy. That makes me think of now and then. Yeah, I like I wouldn't want to get caught doing it. Like if I could right. guarantee that it's okay. Like if the cemetery people yeah. said, "A okay, you can stay here overnight by yourself," I would totally do it. 
Yes. I'm a, I'm not a rule breaker, you guys. I'm I'm not a rule breaker, but I am a risk taker. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Okay, continue. What's what's our next one? You can read the next one. Oh, good fun. Okay. Uh, a Kerrigan says, if you died and came back as a friendly ghost, what nice things would you do to the living? Do I have to do nice things for the living? Um, yeah, I can't you like not like interfere with things. I don't really know the rules. I mean, I guess if it was like people I loved, like maybe I would just kind of like give them my little ghost hug if they were feeling sad. I don't know what else I could possibly do. You know, other than, yeah. than like be a calming presence. Maybe find some left socks that that went into the ghost world and bring them back for all the people missing their socks. Oh, that would be very kind of you. Because yeah, that's where they go, you know. They go to the ghost world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a well-known Naturally. fact. It's a, it's a well-known fact. Duh. What about you? Um, I like the sock thing. <laughs> can't steal um, mine come up with your own <laughs> i don't know i think i would just like i would i would think that not not even like necessarily socks but like if i'm just like hanging out and when i love one of my loved ones is looking for something i'm like here you go it was right here it was right here all along toot toot yeah <laughs> i don't think i would do anything nice for anyone i didn't know oh probably not for anybody i didn't know yeah, i feel like i would be specific with my niceness which is why i'm a ghost in the first place <laughs> i'm not an overall nice person uh, okay user 404 asks why can't we see dinosaur ghosts and i'm gonna answer that by saying because dinosaurs aren't real what okay uh That's my attempt at humor again i'm so funny today <laughs> she's hilarious um, I mean, just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not here. We can't see any ghosts. Yeah. Like, what if that creek in your attic is a, is a dinosaur, <laughs> a brontosaurus Living coming through? It's fine. No, he's just walking through. How did he get up there? He's walking through your house and your attic creaked for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it was a pterodactyl. Okay. He's stuck and now he's free because he creaked your house. Okay. Confused. Confused just, by your answer. You never know. Okay. They're, they're everywhere. What's next? You read it. They're at the Great Valley. Um, <laughs> With the star leaves? Yes. Tree stars. <laughs> That's what they're Confident called. Confident community. Says, if you could talk to ghosts, what question would you ask and why? Mm, I don't want to ask any ghosts any questions. I was going to say, I don't think I'd open that door. Yeah. I guess it would be like, what are you doing over there? Like, is this your only choice? You got other options? Or is this it? Yeah. What unfinished business do you have so you can cross over? Are That's ghosts, a Casper are, thing, right? I would ask him if ghosts are real. <laughs> Amy coming in with the good stuff. But um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Doctor Mantis asks if scientists discovered definite. Def sorry, if scientists discovered definitive, unargumentable. Now, if scientists discovered definitive, <laughs> unarguable proof that ghosts existed, how would our lives change? She said the IMDb summary perfectly, I so we just, had to it's have a, a little hiccup somewhere. How often do you say unarguable? Because I don't say it very often. No, I don't say that either. Okay. I wanted um, to say it differently. I don't know if I've I ever feel said like that it would before. Unarguable. I don't think I have either. Um, I think it would fuck people up, to be honest. It would totally fuck up everything. I feel like people would be so consumed with contacting people that had passed or Definitely. might have just been like might become even more enamored with like death and dying suicides i, I, I bet there'd be a yeah. lot of suicides because people would believe be, in an afterlife of some kind yeah i um, think it would be really dangerous and terrible yeah 
super dangerous and super terrible. But at the same time, I kind of want it to happen. Is that bad? I mean, it'd be interesting. I'm just it'd definitely be a social experiment I'm for just sure. Interested. It would definitely be bad though. So maybe see, I that's should. how I feel about the Titanic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to see all I'm those interested. happy people right off into their deaths. I mean, I just want to be left with that. Like, oh, everyone's so happy. The Titanic set sail. Where's Rose and Jack? That's probably what I would think. They're not real. They're not real. Don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> just say don't. Yeah. I'm flying. Okay. The king of the world. Uh, <laughs> the king of the world. There's definitely enough room on that fucking door. No, it yeah, there bitch. wasn't it because it would sink and then they'd both freeze to death. Yeah, bitch. Have you seen like a real wood door from back in the day before? That thing would not yes. sink. Those things are heavy, big, and he tries to get on it and it sinks and she goes under and so he gets off. Please, nobody wants Jack to survive more than me. I love him. Anyway, that's not true. I'm pretty sure there's people that are more into it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know that there are, to be honest. Spar- that's probably true. I claim it. Uh, Svargus05 says, people who have ghosted someone after the first date... What was so bad about the date that made you ghost? Ooh. I've never ghosted anybody after after a first date. I have, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you pick the question. I've done it a few times. Um, one was because... Uh, fuck, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Um, I'll tell you when we're not recording. Uh, one, you pick the question. <laughs> you have to tell one story. Can I make one up? No, that's not how this works, Amy. I didn't ghost anyone that I'm willing to talk about after a first date. But I did ghost someone after like the third, third or fourth date because they got creepy. And I probably should have ghosted them way before then. That's fair. I think that's allowed. Yeah, because I didn't do a lot of dating and I didn't do any online dating. And I like went on a date with this person and I was like, well, maybe this is just how other people are because <laughs> I haven't dated that many people. And then I was like, no, this is weird. It's not normal for people to cry on the first date um, <laughs> and want to wash your feet. Not normal well, things that no. people want to do. No, uh, that's the worst. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's as far into go that, away. It's as far into that story as I'd like to go. Fair enough. I would have also ghosted that human. <laughs> Bye. The sad thing is, I went on more than one date with that person. Uh, I don't. Know you why. didn't know. Okay, so <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, I might get rid of that. Uh, <laughs> I might edit that one out. All right. Uh, so what's going on with us? We have quite a few things going on with us. We are, by the time this airs, we will have already been at Monsterpalooza. Son of Monsterpalooza, the sequel to Monsterpalooza that we already went to earlier this year. Yes. Um, and we're going to take pictures for our website we don't have anymore. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? So if you noticed our website is missing, it's because Carly forgot to pay the bill. What are you talking about? <laughs> I paid it last year. You paid it the first year. Now it's Patreon's Our Patreons turn. are paying it, but we forgot to actually pay it. <laughs> so once we get that back Cut on that out track, too. <laughs> so eventually we'll get that back on track and it will look different. It'll be a new improved website um, with pictures of us and things of that nature we're going to revamp it and then we'll do a, f- a full-on announcement on that um so we'll do pictures we'll do um live streams we'll do all sorts of stuff so keep an eye out for that it probably would have already happened at this point but you can go look in our history on our instagram and stuffs right um what else is going on with us oh we're gonna be in grim magazine we were asked to be interviewed for Grim Magazine. Um, 
check it out if you haven't yet. It's a it's a fairly new magazine. They're they're just putting out their third edition, I believe. I think it's like quarterly. I think they put out um they put out magazines every three months or so. Um there's one with the homicidal homemaker. Um there's I think the faculty of horror. They do a lot of like LGBTQ and women empowered horror stories. So uh highly recommend it. I think it's a great magazine. Uh I've read a couple editions and uh, digitally it's free, so check it out. Um you can also get printed copies, which I'm very excited to do. Um because it really I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it, Carly, but the um the spread of the magazine's actually really beautiful. So um when that's coming out, I'll give it. I'll give it another shout out so you guys can check it out if you're interested. Woohoo! Very and, excited about that. Anything else to report? Really, um, I can't think of anything. Anything interesting? Me going either. On with Neither you? of us have seen the Nun, right? No. You know what? I really don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm seeing it tomorrow. All right. I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters. I don't that's care. Fine. I just don't care. I get it. I'll wait for Suspiria. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'll wait for Halloween. I'll wait for Suspiria. I don't need to watch The Nun. Although I'm hearing mixed things. And you know what? What's actually funny is people I actually like respect their opinions actually liked it. And then everyone else hates it. So I think I'm curious to see it. And I'll let you know what I think. I think it's going to be a lot of jump scares. And that's all oh, it's yeah. going to be. Um, but you know what? Meg really liked it, and I really trust her judgment. Same. So I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. It has not interest me, interested me at all. I mean, I think when we it was first announced I was interested, and now I just don't really care. Kind of Honestly, I don't really thing. care about any of the conjuring uh, like Give me extras. something new. Yeah. Yeah, they're making more Conjuring movies, too. They're doing a Conjuring 3. It's like, do something different. Like, the thing is, it's going to make a, it's going to make a shit ton of money. It's going to make so much money. So it doesn't even matter if it's good. It's the annoying thing. Is there just, it's just money making films at this point. Um, Give them the dollars. Not to say that I don't think that they could do something good uh, again. I mean, the Conjuring movies really aren't that bad. They're pretty good. Especially I really the liked one. the first one, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I don't really have anything else going on. I'm excited about Monster po- Son of Monster Palooza this weekend. They have like a costume contest. So we're going to get probably a lot of pictures. Maybe we can get pictures with some people dressed up. That'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we At have- Monster Palooza, we saw this amazing uh, makeup of a guy that looked exactly like Chris Farley. Oh it was God, crazy. Was insane. It was very crazy. Cool. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, so we'll definitely do some posts on that. We need to do our, um, and we'll talk about that later, but I was going to say we need to do our, um, live tweet with our film that we picked. Yes. We haven't done that yet. We'll do it maybe next weekend. We haven't done one of those in months. I know. We really need to do a Patreon thing. Our patrons Patreon are being... Patreon, we're coming for you. Our patrons are being super fucking patient. Thank you for being so patient. Our lives are starting to chill. So, like... We'll it's true. Doing, Summer was fucking crazy. Summer was really fucking nuts. So, we will be doing stuff. We didn't forget about you. We really appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. Um, also, a reminder, especially since our website's down... <laughs> If you're and you're a new listener, we have a store. I don't know if you're aware. Not everyone knows. We do have a store. It's at th- it's on Threadless, uh, threadless.com/slash/finalgirlshorrorcast, and we have shirts. We have bags. We have du- duvets, shower curtains, um, <laughs> sweatpants, all with your Final Girls logo on it. Notepads. We have all. There's all sorts of stuff on there. Go check it's it out. Basically, if you want. what my family's getting for Christmas. And if probably. you're a Patreon uh, and you'd like to get something, uh, give me a quick message ahead of time. I'll give you a coupon code so you don't have to pay full price because you're special and I love you. You are special. We love you. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. What are we doing next week? Oh my god, next week. Y- Can I preface this by saying, "You're welcome, Tommy B." Uh- <laughs> Next week on Final Girls, we are going to do Night of the Comet, 
which you can currently find streaming on Vudu and Crackle, and Return of the Living Dead, yes. which you can find on Prime Video and Vudu and Crackle. I'm so excited about Return of the Living Dead. Same Z's. Oh my God. And honestly, Night of the Comet has been on my list forever. I think I've yeah, seen I've never seen parts it. of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I'm really excited to watch that. It's going to be a Is, fun week next week. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Excited. Okay, so I guess that's it then. Yes? Yeah. All right. Well, then until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye. I really tried to match you on that. It, you went way higher than I thought you were going to go. I'm sorry. I just felt like really overextending <laughs> you were, this week. You were feeling it.